So before we get into this episode, I'd just like to acknowledge that we're recording on Jar Jar Rung country and I'd like to pay my respect to elders past, present and future and we can't wait to get some First Nations artists on our show to share their creativity. Welcome to the Country Creatives Podcast with your hosts, Reese Hendy and Caleb Maxwell. We're going to dive into what it takes to be a thriving country artist. Hey, hey, hey. So this is our first little test episode, which is amazing. Um, I am actually going to introduce Reese to you and he's going to introduce me, which is going to be fun. <laughs> so you ready? Reese Hendy is a regional creative from Bendigo who paints walls and collaborates with other people that paint and draw and uh, art artify streets and walls, pavements and roads to create a sense of place and community. You're on the money there, Caleb. Thanks for that. Come on. Yeah, we uh, engage communities as well to get really cool outcomes that bring people together, make more livable cities. We like to connect the arts with the community as much as we can. And we're kind of like, we find the middle space between creativity and bureaucracy. So we do a bit of translating in that space. Gee, I missed a bit there. The big picture. That, that I like that though. That's, uh, that's good. Outcomes. Bureaucracy. <laughs> All right. Well, let me have a shot at uh, introducing you, Caleb. Go. So, Caleb is the founder of Hebron Films, which is an amazing multidisciplinary filming studio. A filming studio? I guess we'll go with that for now. In Bendigo, um, they record and edit amazing content for businesses to increase sales and connect with their audience on a deeper level. Ooh, not bad, not bad. Yes, Hebron Films is a production company. Uh, that uh, helps regional businesses perform on the world stage with strategic online video. Awesome. But that that was pretty good. Uh, I like that. Yeah. We're probably better at introducing ourselves, aren't we? We know what we do a bit better. Well, we've done it more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've done it more times. So that's cool. This podcast is about country creatives, as you may have guessed by the name. We are wanting to tackle the question of can you be a thriving creative in a regional space as much as you could be in a metro area like uh, a big city? Is it possible to be a thriving creative in a regional area? And we think, yes. And what does it take? What does it take to be a thriving regional creative? Is there a difference to living regionally as um, compared to living in the city and working in this same industry. And we wanted, we wanted to do a deep dive to find out a little bit more information about that topic. We're going to chat to uh, thriving country creatives all around the Victoria and interstate. Uh, we're going to interview them, find out what makes them tick, how they are making their life work and uh, how they've got to where they are. So we're really excited about that. What else are we going to be talking about? Yeah, I'm pretty excited about meeting some guests that come in. Um, But also, Caleb, I'm looking forward to having a chin wag with you about what you do and diving deeper into your process as a regional creative. And um, I think 
our two different industries that we're in, mine is more about physical space and location for artworks and activating community, whereas yours is a lot more about uh, presenting your business online in a video format, which is uh, potentially a little bit less uh, about that space-driven activation and more about online activation. So there's a bit of there's a bit of space in between there, and I'm looking forward to seeing where our ideas meet in the middle. Yeah, we're going to chat about what's going on in our worlds currently. Let's give you a bit of a window into the behind the scenes of how our businesses work, how we have built them, um, what we've learnt along the way. So hopefully, you'll get a lot of value. A few few cheeky giggles, maybe, uh, out of out of our conversations, a bit of joy, <laughs> and um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll grow on this journey together. And Caleb, I don't know about you, but for me personally, I feel a little bit like I haven't made it as a creative yet, or as a in the creative industries. Like, there's always room to grow, and I don't want to come across Ooh, as, yeah. hey, I've reached the pinnacle, and now listen to me. I'm also on a journey and I'm really excited to be taking that journey in a more public forum with everyone else on board. 100%. I am exactly the same. I am definitely on the road uh, still. And while I think we have learnt a lot of lessons, there are so many more to learn. You can never stop learning. I think that's one of the biggest um, values that we both share is that if you stop learning, then you're, you're done. Yeah. You may as well just give up. I've actually learned a lot from you, Caleb, from your process already. Really? Um, yeah. Really? So, Like what? Yeah, well, your process of onboarding new clients and onboarding, for those who maybe don't know what that terminology means, is like bringing new clients on board and putting them through the process. Is that right? Yeah, so onboarding is, is a process that you take a client through that kind of gets them ready to work with you. If you don't have a process for onboarding, you will find uh, you will have a lot of headaches throughout your creative process that you didn't expect. Uh, that's kind of how we developed an onboarding process is because I... Uh, came to uh, the realization that I was experiencing so many problems with clients and you'll all relate to them um, that I could prevent and I could prevent those problems by making sure that we're on the same page at the very start before we've even jumped into anything the client knows my process they are going to follow my process they uh, they know what we're making they know how you know when we're going to charge them for it so you the onboarding process is really just setting the foundation for success throughout your relationship with the client it's so important. Yeah, yes. I reckon there's a whole episode that we could probably dedicate to that process. Um, but I think it's something where I think you could add some real value to uh, other creatives' process. And I know me personally, having gone through, having hired you as a production team to produce some videos for me, which was awesome fun. And uh, yeah, I went through that process and I thought I actually took away some tips and I might have applied a few little ideas. <laughs> That's amazing. Hey, I'm actually really looking forward to hearing about your process in collaboration with um, other artists and um, project management. 
um, there's a, there's a fair amount of skill and knowledge that you've built up and, and process that I'm sure you can walk people through about how to achieve success when engaging, you know, other creatives to do work with you or because I know there's a fair, there's a fair few murals where you've you've done the behind the scenes work to get the mural funded to get it, you know, ready to go and then you're you're collaborating with another artist who is actually doing that creative work. And that's that's a that's a massive skill as a creative. I don't think many creatives have that nail they can they can kind of walk the line of organizational uh skills and and getting funding and those you know behind the scenes work prior to the creative so i'd love to hear how you know how you find that and did you always have those skills or how did you build those those things up yeah definitely it's it's been a long journey um but i've always had a fascination with collaboration and just the idea that you know two heads are better than one and three are better than there is a point where you can have too many people too many chefs spoil the broth um so you know it's a fine balance and also a lot of the time creatives um there are a lot of creatives out there who are just sole practitioners they don't want to collab they've got a very solid vision uh, or mission and they want to follow that path so it's about recognizing when is a good time to collaborate and when it's a good time to hand the keys to an artist to to push on down their path but also the part of collaboration that I think where I've carved out a little part of the market in regional Victoria is organizations who want to work with artists but aren't familiar with the process so it becomes a collaboration between myself and the corporate or the government um or the community organization it could be any one of those three and they have objectives which would be to potentially uh invite invigorate the area where they live or um connect with particular audiences or you know give new experiences to people who wouldn't have them usually in these regional areas but how are they going to do that and so i come in with a bit of experience and connect with them with a connect them with a creative who will be a great fit for the job and then i work with the artist directly and I basically translate between I translate the artist talk into corporate speak and I translate the corporate speak into the art talk and so everyone's got really clear expectations around what's about to happen next. I love that. Yeah, and that's that will undoubtedly produce the best results. I love your uh, interpretation between the parties. That's great. That kind of leads us into another subject that we will be talking about is money. Mm. Money is very, very important. If you are wanting to commercialize your creative endeavor, you can't do that without some good money skills and some good money management and idea of how you're going to price yourself. I know that's a big thing that creatives often kind of wrestle with is that you know we want to do our creative endeavor and our creative work because we're passionate about that and there's this idea around our world that as a creative you are very unlikely to make money as in you will be you know that idea of a starving artist i despise that because i i think we are the masters of of our own destiny i can be a, an amazing creative and a really successful business at the same time. And that's the journey that I'm 
on and that's my target um but i'd love to to share some ideas and have have a a chin wag as you would say about um how we've gone about pricing our work how you approach the whole money thing yeah definitely starting out it can just be absolutely daunting the thought of telling someone that they have to pay for you to draw a picture or whatever it is that you do creatively but it does get a bit easier over time and um, listening to people who have some experience in that space. I know me personally, I've sort of built some skills there by having conversations with yourself and also listening to other podcasts and reading articles about how to approach the topic. Yeah. So the more research you can do in that space, the more comfortable you get. And um, I think we'll progress up to some pretty complex kind of um, situations maybe of, you know, what do you do if your client does this or what do you do if they say this like maybe we can throw some hypotheticals in there caleb i might do i love that rapid fire no warning yes. the client we're yes. having our first client meeting bang i've dropped a situation on you how are you going to handle it in the moment <laughs> that's so good i was on a podcast uh on a presentation with jack daly yesterday who is a sales legend he's absolute madman from the states and he's um presented this idea of role practice a lot of people say role play but he says you don't you don't learn from playing you learn from practicing you don't get better from playing you get better from practicing so i'm super keen you to we'll do some role practice about with some like sales calls or like um initial discussions with clients and then and maybe some like uh curly objections that that clients throw at you. Yeah, totally. That would be good fun. Hey, also while we're sort of on the topic of business development and, you know, what it takes to become a creative, a successful creative from the business aspect, it's probably worth mentioning that we're in the Emporium Creative Hub co-workspace in Bendigo and they've got a really awesome podcast set up in here and a good recording studio. And we're really grateful to have their support for our podcast, which they're gonna help us produce and they're gonna have a space for it to live on their website. It's amazing. I love it. Um, I was, I am, I just, I'm just so proud. I'm not, trying not to toot my own horn, but I was the first, Hebron Films was the first tenant. Um, I think we came in uh, pretty much the same time as Blunt Agency. Shout out to those guys, they're amazing. Um, in the Emporium Creative Hub. So we run our production company from there and it is a, a nexus point of creative industry. Um, they are focused on helping uh, regional creatives succeed, which is kind of what this podcast is about as well. So it's a really cool alignment of um, vision and purpose. Well, that brings us to the end of this little introductory episode of the Country Creatives Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We've got a bunch of really cool episodes and great people to speak to coming up in the future episodes, and we can't wait for you to tune into them. The Country Creative Podcast is hosted by Reese Hendy and Caleb Maxwell. Amy Chapman produces the show and support for the podcast comes from the Emporium Creative Hub in Mitchell Street, Bendigo. Country Creatives Podcast can be found wherever you find your favourite podcasts. And if you've enjoyed what you've listened to, we would love it if you subscribe, comment or simply share with your creative friends. All links and notes to today's show can be found at emporiumcreativehub.com.au. Thank you.